<laughs> oh, it's good to see you guys this morning. And it's kind of crazy here today. You know, every time we uh, get together on Sunday, um, it seems, it seems to me that the devil just doesn't want us to be together. Why is that? Well, I'll tell you why that is, because we speak truth, all right? Well, God uses us, right, to speak truth, uh, to speak truth. And by the way, I want to show you something here. Um, this hanging up here is, uh, if you wonder what was in the corner, that's a picture of my mother. She went on to be with the Lord um, about three months ago. And um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, I'm going to tie it into the message, which I believe God has uh, given me this morning regarding my mother uh, in a roundabout way. But I know most of you guys have lost loved ones. Many of you have. You've lost your mother, lost your father. Um, and uh, my heart goes out to you because I didn't understand the pain until I lost my mother, until I truly lost someone that was so pivotal to my life. And I didn't even know how pivotal my mom was to my life. And if your mother uh, and father are still uh, alive, please, please go spend time with them. Good morning, Marjorie. Good morning, Shelly. So good to see you. Uh, Ann looks like uh, so thankful to be able to be here. Hmm? Oh, that's you. Uh, blessings, everyone. Uh, mothers are great. Uh, yeah, mothers are awesome. Uh, we're going to have Mother's Day pretty soon, aren't we, Shanita? Mother's Day? When is that? Does anybody know when Mother's Day is? Tell us in chat uh, if, uh, if you know when Mother's Day is. I think it's, uh, well, we have Abraham with us here too. Abe, you want to check and see what uh, day Mother's Day is uh, here? Because uh, it's coming up soon. And if your mother's still alive, <clears throat> I want you to spend time, time with her. <clears throat> if she's still alive and you guys have um, some grievance going on, uh, you've got a little bit of unforgiveness, you know, something going on in the family, please do everything you can. Go to God th this morning and ask God to melt the hearts and to get rid of the grievance and to um, heal to heal and get rid of unforgiveness and spend time with your mama, okay? Same with your papa. If your papa's still alive, okay, so he did something you don't like, okay? My mother did things I didn't like and there were times I had real issues, right? But folks, let's not let that stand in the way. Let's not let the flesh stand in the way. Oh, thank you, Shelly. My mother was a beautiful woman and um, thank you so much. But I wanna tie this into what I'm talking about this morning. And we're just gonna let people keep coming in. This morning I got my, uh, my coffee here, my David Hebner TV uh, mug. Uh, um, it's got, time for a new mug design. Yep, we've got a new mug coming out soon, okay? Um, we got new t-shirts coming out. We got the vaccine t-shirt coming out. It was just the beginning. That's what Last Evangelist episode two is all about, is about the um, uh, the insertion, okay? It's called the insertion. Um, so don't forget to go to lastevangelist.com and uh, get involved. Um, but we're just waiting for people to show up. Um, Shanita, anybody, anything going on there? Anything I need to know about that, uh, that I don't know about <clears throat> in chat? Um, it's really wonderful to see each of you this morning. Welcome here. Thank you. Hey, Gloria. It, hey, 
And Christina says her father's still alive. I didn't get a chance to catch all the, uh, uh, all the chat on that, but, uh, but I'm glad your father is alive. And like I said, if your parents or your siblings or whatever are still alive, um, spend time with them. Call them on the phone, say, hi, how are you? You know, don't let that animosity be the monster that destroys the relationship. Your sister has a birthday this has week. It. Oh, my sister, speaking of siblings, my sister has a birthday. Happy birthday, Sherry. She wants me to call her Cheryl, but I'm calling her Sherry because I called her Sherry all her life. Then when she got older, she wanted to be called Cheryl. So, but I don't know. Which is a topic we were talking about. This it's a topic we were talking about. We're, <laughs> yeah, when we're going to be, yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to be talking about transgenderism. Transgender, uh, you know, you heard about what happened uh, in Nashville. And um, God told me to, to speak on that, but not, not to speak it necessarily how you might think and not how I thought it was until God revealed it to me. And that's why, you know, I can't wait to see what God has in store uh, on, on this topic and uh, how it applies to us, okay? How it applies to us. Um, so welcome everybody, I'm davidhevener.tv. If you are not a member and you're not watching, um, I want you to go to davidhevener.tv, become a member, subscriber, over 900 original uh, programs on there. Uh, but welcome, every platform that we're on, welcome. I love you guys, and I appreciate you all. All right, what are we talking about this morning? We're talking about, well, we're always talking about something that God, I, I know. See, I don't want to talk about what I want to talk about. I want, I want to be a, a, a vehicle, a vessel that God can speak through. Okay, I, I do plan things, I do think about things, I do research, you know, I, I read scripture, but at the end of the day, I, I ask God, God, what do you wanna say? Not what, not what do I wanna say? So here's my, first, here's my first thing I wanna say to you, to everybody, stop listening to your preacher and start listening to God first, all right? Folks, listen. There's too many people listening to these, you know, to these uh, uh, preachers, okay? Especially the ones that don't even know what they're talking about. They're listening and hanging on every word, you know, because they got some feel-good sermon and it, it sounds good, but, but we're not going to God first. And this is how this great deception is happening. It's how, it's how the great deception is happening. I tell people, stop going to church and go to God first. I'm not saying don't go to church, but first we need to go to God, all right? I wanna read something to you. Let's go to, uh, uh, let's see here. Let, let, let's go to Luke 11, all right? Let's go to Luke 11. Um, I, now, Jesus was being pursued by the Pharisees and the scribes. They basically hated him because he was telling the truth, folks. When you start telling the truth, you're going to be hated, all right? Luke eleven thirty seven. when Jesus had finished speaking, a Pharisee invited him to eat with him. So he went and he reclined at the table. But the Pharisee was surprised when he noticed that Jesus did not uh, first wash before the meal. Then the Lord said to him, how then you Pharisee clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. You foolish people, did not the one who made the outside of the uh, outside make the inside also? But now as far 
as far what is inside you, be generous to the poor and everything will be clean for you. Let's talk about this. I wanna talk about not transsexuals, I wanna talk about trans-spiritualism. Folks, I've got too many preachers coming against in the pulpit the sins of the people and they're not looking at their own sins. And what are their own sins? What are, what, what are we guilty of if we do not call it out? We are guilty of trans-spiritualism. And what does that mean? That means that we've gone from the truth to a lie in the church system. You say, David, how could that happen? Well, you know what? Look at this coming Sunday, a week from today. You will experience a thing called Easter. Well, you won't experience it because I don't expect any of you guys to be in an Easter parade or go out and hire uh, uh, to, to hide Easter eggs with the Easter bunny. Folks, this is a pagan holiday. But yet churches, they will play into this, play into this Easter thing, knowing that it is idol worshiping. This is called trans-spiritualism. So I talk to preachers and I tell them, you do not get in the pulpit and preach against sexual sin, against drugs, against prostitution until you deal with your sin. Some preachers say, David, I don't have any sin. I say, really? Excuse me, maybe I'll go with you and hold your hand while you're walking on water. Because I sure have it. As long as you're living and breathing, you have sin. We have sin. We wake up every day and we become chipped. That's why we go to the altar and we ask God for forgiveness on a daily basis, hourly, moment, every second if it's possible. David said, King David said, search my heart, Lord. Search it. See what's inside of me and cleanse it, purge it. There's things in me, folks, I don't even know what's in me. I'm holding unforgiveness from, from years back that I don't even know that it exists until the Holy Spirit comes and purges me. And it comes to my mind, I say, Lord, here it is, take it. Take it. Transsexualism, this, this trans thing that went on. Now we've got a war. You've got the trans terrorism, they say. Transsexuals want to go in and shoot up Christians. So they say. Then you got the Christian community. Supposedly, you know, they come against the trans. Everyone is coming. A, a nation will be divided against nation. It's, this isn't country. This is people against people. This is the orchestration of the Antichrist system, how he's dividing people. Don't you understand? Everyone, listen, please. Before we can come against people, and by the way, we can never come against people, we must always come against the system and the sin, but never against people, never against people. But before we can do anything, before we can come against anything, before we can talk about anything, we have to go to our own house and we have to go to the back door. Most of us have a back door in our house or our apartment. And you walk out the back door and I want you to look out that back door and it's called your backyard and my backyard. 
look at it. It needs to be cleaned up before we tell someone else to clean up their backyard. Search my heart, O God. Cleanse me. Make me acceptable. I cry out to you on the altar. I repent. Purge me, O Lord. Make me pure. Let me be righteous. Let me not be religious. Let me be able to come against the evil, not the person. All right, here it is right here. People go, David, I go to a good church. I got a pretty good preacher. All right. Hey, Michelle. Michelle's watching. Hey, Frank. Good to have you. But David, how do I know, Christina? Uh-huh. Good to see you. But how do I know that I'm in the right church? How do I know that I'm following the right pastor? Well, you shouldn't be following anybody. But how do I know I'm listening to the right person? And this, folks, this goes for me. You know, this takes a lot for a person to get up as a pastor, as myself, and say, examine your pastor. Because who wants to do that? But I'm laying myself out. You don't have to examine me. You can just look at my past movies before I really woke up and came to God. Oh, I said I was Christian, and I made all these films. But I didn't know what I was talking about. I was a brain-dead Christian. I tell people, you don't need to examine me. Just, just look. You want to see what my life was like? Look at the movies I made. But now I'm making Last Evangels, and I pray and I hope that's for God. I believe it is. And because of you, we made episode one. Now we're making episode two. That's for God. I say, God, if I can't do anything else, let me at least tell the truth. If I can't do anything, and in doing so that I can show your true character, you see, because the, the, the church system, the apostate system has assassinated the character of the living God. I've got people on my movie sets that are atheists and even transsexuals, and they don't even know God. They think God is the religious system that has come against them and beat them to death and thumped them over the head with scripture. I call them Bible thumpers. Let me tell you something. You don't thump anybody over the head with the scripture. You let God do the thumping. That's the problem with most Christians. They have an agenda. They want to win souls for Christ. They have a, some type of, a, you know, it's a plan uh, that they can manipulate somebody into heaven. You can't manipulate anyone. People belong to God or they don't belong to God. Only we can be used as a tool to bring people to that awareness. Thus, they stop listening to your preacher and start listening to God first. I'm not saying don't listen to a preacher. Not what I'm saying. I said first, we got to go to God, folks, for discernment. Right, Shanita? We have to go to God first. And I fail at this. You know, 
I make these decisions and I don't go to God first. I have to go to God on everything. We do, we're God's people. He is our king. He is our savior. When you start listening to someone on YouTube and they've got a message, go to God. Say, God, this sounds like a good message, but is this message for you, from you? And also, God, is this message for me? All right. Five things to look for your preacher. Are they willing to be hated? Is your pastor willing to be hated? Shanita, have you gone to church throughout your life and you walked into a church and a preacher says, listen, I, I, I may be hated for saying this, but I'm going to say it. And I choose the truth over my, uh, 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 you know, uh, popularity of being loved. I haven't heard that much of you. Rarely. I'm saying Rarely. I hear it from you. <laughs> That's because I want to be loved by God, folks. I want to be accepted by God, and I want to be loved by you. But you see, I can only really truly be loved by you if I'm speaking what I believe God's telling me, because I know that you love truth. I know that. You've been hurt like me. You've been abused. You've been smacked upside the head. You've been ridiculed. You've been censored, and now you're tired. You just want to hear the God-given truth. Is your preacher, is this preacher willing to be hated? That's right, not God-pleasers, Gloria. They want to be man-pleasers, not God-pleasers. I want to please God. Is he willing to be hated? Is he willing to take the hits? Is your preacher willing to talk about things that the other churches won't talk about? Is he willing to bring things up? Number two, is your preacher seeking God's face or kissing God's feet? I want to know, is your pastor seeking God's face or is he kissing God's feet? I've heard too many pastors get up and say, I'm always seeking God's face. I'm not interested in you seeking God's face because you cannot be on the same level as God to see God's face. We need to be at God's feet. Our tears need to be pouring out like the lady that washed Jesus' feet. We need to be at God's feet, kissing his feet, thanking God and praising God for having the patience and the love that he has. Number three, do they come against sin while admitting their own? This is a big one. Oof. Does your preacher, does your pastor come against sin and while he's doing it, he's admitting his own? I want to see a pastor. Listen, pastor, before you get up and you start talking about someone's sexual perversion, I want to hear about your problem with cramming food in your mouth and you can't stop. I want to hear about your problem that uh, when nobody's looking, you're watching pornography. I'm telling you, you know, I'm telling you my, my issues. I have a bunch of them. If I told you all my issues, we'd be here all day. <laughs> Got them, folks. Hey, let me tell you something. When you come against hell, when you come against Satan, 
he's going to be there with every arrow he could possibly have, and he's going to try to gun you down, all right? He, he tries to gun me down through lust of everything, money, sex, possessions, uh, ego, okay? Always there, uh, always there. Even food. I fast every day. Why do I fast every day? Because I cannot allow food to dictate my life like it used to. I can't allow that. I got to deal with it. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm telling you my sins. I'm telling you my, my shortcomings. I'm telling you what I deal with. You know, it's funny because uh, the churches won't allow preachers in the pulpit uh, that have actually lived a life of sin, most of them. When I say, you know, ex-pimps, drug dealers, convicts, ex-convicts, they don't want them in the pulpit. They don't want broken people in the pulpit. They want guys that look good, girls that look good. Let me tell you something. Would you rather hear a message delivered by someone who had been there, done that, they found God, now they're talking to you and God's using them. Would you rather hear from someone like that that's been broken or someone that just reads in theory some Bible study written in a book by some Baptist association 25 years ago? I'll never forget, I sat with a, a group of Christian men. They had a church called the Businessmen's Gospel Association, something like that. And I played music there. I was played the music. And they said, David, you know what? Uh, we would love to have you preach. We'd love to have you preach, but unfortunately, you, you can never get in the pulpit. I said, excuse me? They said, no, we can never let you in the pulpit. I said, you'll let me play guitar and lead people in music, but you're not gonna let me in the pulpit. They said, no, we can't do that. And I said, why can't you do it? Well, we looked at all the movies you made in your past, and we said, well, we just can't let somebody that has done that in their past, before they understand righteousness, before they understood God, before they really came clean, we can't let someone do that. I said, well, I want no part of your association because to me, you have no association with God. You see, I want broken people who have been broken and now mended. I want people that, have to that can tell me what it's like to be there. I, I want people to explain what hell looks like if God's using them. Now, that's only if God's using them. But you see, I find people, when people are broken and they've been there, they've done that and they've lost everything and they don't have much to cling on to, only God, I find those people are a lot more trustworthy than the men and the women who get in the pulpit and they look good, they smell good, but inside they are dead man's bones, which is what the scripture is talking about. Number four, 
your preacher, will they choose scripture over a checkbook? Will your preacher choose scripture? I'm talking about not out of context. I'm not talking about the feel-good scriptures. I'm talking about those hard-hitting, driving-home salvation scriptures that, that separates the men from the women, that the men from the boys, that, that where the rubber hits the road. Will they choose those scriptures over a checkbook, meaning someone's writing those big, fat checks? and they don't want to offend them, so they're not going to bring scripture into it. Number five, are they willing to die for you? Is your pastor willing to die for you? David, I uh, hate to say this, but I've been going to this, uh, you know, this very large church, about 20,000 people. They have four services every Sunday morning, and my preacher has never even seen me. I said, excuse me? No, my preacher. Uh, I said, have you ever seen your preacher? Well, not in person, but from a distance. I have to watch him on a monitor. Folks, this ain't a pastor. This is an actor who couldn't make it, so he decided to be a preacher. <laughs> I have to laugh at that one. <laughs> when you go to these six flags over Jesus churches and you've got 40,000 people sitting there and you have never seen your pastor in person, you've had to watch him on a screen. This is not a pastor. It's an actor who couldn't make it in Hollywood. So he decided to start a six flags over Jesus church. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I, I don't know for some reason that it hit me as funny, but it's really sad. Elvie's watching. Hey, Elvie. Hey, Frank. Watching on Facebook. Does that make sense? I know preachers. I interview preachers on my show. Mm -hmm. Many of them I love. Many of them are genuine. But I've had some on there that sh they really should be actors. They're just actors because they're pretending. They couldn't be an actor. They couldn't be a star in Hollywood. So I wanted to, they ended up on a stage somewhere in a church. Reminds me of the story you told yesterday about your first acting class, your very first Hollywood experience. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what that was, but. Well, the teacher responded to you in a very disrespectful oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my first acting class. I, <laughs> I got up and I started acting in my first time. And I was an actor. I didn't know what I was doing. And after I read the script, uh, the, 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 the lines in front of people, he just stood there and he laughed at me. He didn't even say anything, he just laughed. And the, the, the class looked like a deer in headlines. Why? Because I really wasn't a good actor when I started out. But you see, it didn't matter. It was God was behind it. He said, this guy, I'm going to take this piece of clay, put him into Hollywood, let him make 50 movies, write, direct, star, produce with some of the biggest names in, in television and film. This was, you know, 15, 20 years ago because God was behind it, not because I had any talent. That's what Shanita's talking about. All right, let's get back on track here. So folks, listen, we're talking about, before we point the finger at anybody, before some pastor, before some, I don't know, some religious guy gets up there with this rhetoric and starts talking about sexual perversion. You know, I saw a guy on the other day on television, for an hour, an hour on television, Talking about sexual, talking about, it wasn't sexual perversion only. It was specifically, he was hitting gays. He was hitting almost an hour on homosexuality. I wonder, Shanita, was that pastor? 
doing that because he's battling his own battle with homosexuality and nobody knows about it. Folks, let me tell you something. When people come against you, when people uh, start putting you down, and when pe- especially religious people, chances are they're dealing with that same issue in their lives, that same issue. If they, if they come to you because you've messed up sexually or you, you know, you've got some lust going on or, or you know, drugs or whatever, chances are if they attack you and they're coming at you maliciously, I'm not talking about just come wanting to comfort you and want maybe read scripture and, and pray uh, with you. I'm not so talking about that. I'm talking about coming after you, a religious. But chances are they're dealing with the same issues in their own life. They just don't want to deal with it. They think if they come after you, they're going to somehow chase away their addictions. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, verse 42, all right? Now, we talked about what's on the outside in verse 41. What's on the outside uh, has to match what's on the inside. Jesus was talking about these people. They look good on the outside, but look at the inside. And that's what we have to do, folks. We have to look at our inside, ask God to look at it, and purge us and cleanse us. We have to focus on us first. Verse 42, woe, woe to you Pharisees because you give God a tenth of your mint, root, and all other kinds of garden herbs, but you neglect justice and the love of God. You should have practiced the latter without leaving the former undone. What does this mean? That means that they do things, but they have no love for God and they have no love for people. Doing things is never going to please God unless it is doing things for God and it is under the umbrella, listen to me, of truth. And this is what we have to stand on, truth. Verse 43, woe to you Pharisees because you love the most important seats in the synagogue and respectful greetings in the marketplace. People love to be loved. That's why you don't say anything bad to people. You don't read scripture that would cause any type of, you know, for people to at least think. Number verse 44, and I'm gonna stop at this. Woe to you because you are like unmarked graves which people walk over without knowing it. Unmarked graves, Jesus called the religious system. Today, the religious system is an unmarked grave. People are going to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, and it's a grave. It is a graveyard. They, and Jesus talked about this is an unmarked grave. And what did he mean by this? He meant a lot of things, I believe, but I want to point out a few. Graves were covered with grass or they were marked with lime. They were marked, you saw it was a grave, or they weren't, it was just grass. It was unmarked, and if you've like me, if you've gone to a graveyard, you don't really wanna walk on the graves. It's just something about it. I don't want to walk on that grave. I don't know if I'll be cursed. I don't know if you know, I'm going to hurt the person laying down in the dirt. I don't know. I mean, I do know. I don't know, Shania. Did you have a problem in the graveyard? You don't walk in graves, do you? No. No. Why? Why? Well, since you've been enlightening me the last several years, I, I have 
a greater respect for the presence of evil spirits. Right. Okay. We're, <laughs> Might not be where yeah. You're going. No, we're we're gonna we're gonna touch on that. Unmarked graves, folks. The religious system. I'm talking about the system, not the church. It's an unmarked grave. And why am I focusing on this? Because next Sunday will be an event called what? Easter. Oh no, it's Resurrection Sunday. Oh, Resurrection Sunday. Yeah, That's it's okay. that. It's okay. It's okay, Pastor, for you to change Easter and call it another name, Resurrection Sunday. Do you think God is not smart enough to see what in the world you are doing? People say, do you go to church on Resurrection Sunday? And I go, not only do I not go to church, I get as far away from every church as I possibly can because when God's judgment comes, I believe it's gonna come on the religious system first. I don't wanna be around them. I don't wanna be there. Folks, this is so monumental to me and so on my heart that we call this out and we stand up for it. We let God, listen, we're gonna stand alone. There's not many people gonna stand with us, with you and I. But like in Ezekiel, we have to blow the horn. If we hear, see the train coming, we see danger, we gotta blow the trumpet. If we don't, their blood is on our hands. We're blowing the trumpet. Next Sunday, I'm putting you on notice, Pastor. Do not celebrate Easter. Do not call it Resurrection Sunday. Do not mark that grave. Because if you mark that grave, they're gonna see it. You are an unmarked grave. Pastor, if you have an apostate church, if you're not preaching truth, you're an unmarked grave. People are walking to church, they are walking on an unmarked grave. Now let me tell you something about unmarked graves. The Jewish believed it was the, the, the channel into the abyss. When you walked on a grave. Now let me tell you, and you can see it in my book, this new book I wrote, uh, End Times Investigations, I talk about grave soaking. I talk about channeling. I talk about, and I've seen it. I've been in, in it. I, I know what it is. People laying on graves and channeling spirits. And what's happening is this is connected to these unmarked graves. People are going into churches Sunday after Sunday, and they are channeling without even knowing it, evil spirits. This is where Satan goes to church. Why? Because it is built on a false apostate system. Time to call it out. No more unmarked graves for us. Jesus said, you're like an unmarked grave. I'm gonna paraphrase the scripture spoken, I think it was by John the Baptist called, you vipers, you sons of hell. Not only are you going to hell, but you lead those into hell, they follow you. Oh, what's, uh, what do we got going? What's going on, Chad? Hmm. Wow. Um, we've got some heartbreaking stories. Okay. I'll, we're going to be praying for people. Yes. I, I want to talk to you about, um, uh, yes, I'm going to pray for your mother-in-law. Joan, Shanita, you've got all this chat, right? You're going to write this down. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're going to be praying for you guys. Um, I, 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 wanna, I wanna curtail this in, into, I was talking about my mother. See, my mother never was 
a go-to-church Christian person, okay? She, she didn't like religion because she saw what religion did. She saw the heartbreak. She saw how it judged her. My mother come from not a good area of, of, of on the bad side of the railroad tracks. They were poor. They didn't have much. And she saw, how, and she was shunned by the religious system. And she saw the hypocrisy. But you know, she believed God. She believed in God. And she would give you the shirt off her back. And that's why I wanted to bring and tell you, my mother was a godly woman, but she wasn't a churchy woman. Do you have a, a mother, father who was a godly person? Do you have a friend who was a godly person, but they weren't a churchy person, but they weren't the kind of person that would look like they, quote, would be saved? I had that in my life. You see, folks, only God can judge. We can't. Only God can bring people to him. We can't. Only God can show people the truth. We can't. He can use us. But when we are too vicious toward people, when we come on to people in a religious way, it is abuse. My father, who was a great man, when I was 14 years old, he caught me with a cigar. I was smoking a cigar at 14, and he beat me. He took a, a coat hanger, and he unraveled it, and he, he beat me with this coat hanger. And he said, I don't want to ever see you with a cigar again or a cigarette lighter. My father beat me. Now, my father was a smoker. He smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. I said, David, how could your father beat you when he did the same thing he didn't want you to do? How could that happen? Let me tell you how it happens. Because when people see us doing something, see you doing something, and they're doing the same thing, the pain in them is so great, they think if they can beat you, if they can beat me, it somehow will justify what they're doing. But it never works. Now, I love my father. I've forgiven him. That's not the point. But the point is, have you been abused? The point is, have, have people come against you? The point is, have you been mistreated? You see, what happens is when you're doing something, some type of sin, instead of someone coming up, putting their arm around you and loving you, they use scripture against you. They become religious. They become cold. They become vile. And what happens is you sink into a deep, dark hole because you say, if this is God, I can't be around God. God judges. God is cold. God is not cold. God is love. He wants you. He loves you. Don't you ever think that this religious person is anything that represents God because they're not. It's like I saw the prostitute down on Hollywood Boulevard. And she said, hey, preacher. She goes, um, would you pray for me? I had a last evangelist t-shirt. She said, would you pray for me? I said, what's going on? She goes, well, my, my daughter's sick, very sick. She had a little baby. She said, I need help. I said, I, and God spoke to me. He says, don't, don't, don't pray for her. I said, what guy? He said, don't pray for her. He said, I want you to pray with her. See, folks, we got to pray with people. We can't just stop praying, keep praying for people at a distance. Pray with people. 
It's one person at a time. That's what Jesus did. It was one soul at a time, even though he had mass crowds. He knew each and every person. He knew the number of hairs on their head. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Pray with people. And then God said, don't just pray with her. Abraham. He said, pray, stay with people. Don't just pray for people. Pray with people and stay with people. Mm. Now, let me explain something to you. Praying with somebody doesn't mean you have to go over their house and pray with them, although it can be. It could be you could pray with them via phone, via a FaceTime. Even if you can't connect with them any other way, pray with them by text. You see, when you pray with somebody, it becomes two or more gathered in my name and there I will be. And there's nothing wrong with praying for someone. And that's biblical and that's right and it's true. But we need to start as a body praying with people. And Shanita, I think once a week you all have a prayer group that meets, right? Yeah, I'm very thankful yeah, what, Shelly's willing to do that. Yeah, thank you, Shelly. And what day is that? Tuesday. And what time? Um, they sign up, they'll get all the details. Okay, how do so, they sign up? Go to lastevangelist.com, there's a newsletter there. Okay, go to last event. That you want to be part of the prayer team. Yeah, go to lastevangelist.com, there's a newsletter there. Uh, click, you want to be part of the prayer team, and you can be part of the prayer team, and, and everybody can be praying with people, okay? Uh, Shanita, um, we're going to start a prayer request. What, um, what do we have going on? We are praying today for Marjorie. This is, I think, Margaret Prayer's report because Marjorie, you are really believing that the demon of cancer is rebuked, and this is an opportunity for you to see God at work and testify to the medical field. And um, I'm, I'm thankful for your faith. And Ronald shares how he had been diluted into a trans lifestyle and has been delivered. What, Ronald was a transsexual? Really? Or, well, LGBT, I forget which. Okay, sorry, but, but all right. Yeah, so. Praise God. I mean, praise God you've been delivered, yeah. Ronald. And thank you for being willing to share that because I think that's yeah. very important. And Christina shares how at 10 o'clock one night, a neighbor knocked on her door and gave her food. So God is providing, and wow. I know he's going to get you through and yeah. meet all of your needs. Amen. Praise um, God. We're praying for Joan, for um, Belinda's healing, for Christina, and praise God, it's been three days of no smoking. And we're praying for Victoria and for Kay's family salvation. Wow. If you all have a prayer request, I want you to send it via chat. Can they send email also? To David at David at DavidHebner.tv. We're your family, we're your brothers, and we're your sisters, and we love you. We accept you. I don't want you to ever feel like that you can't come to your people, to your family, to this family here, and say anything. I don't want you to feel like you're going to be judged because you're not. 
You see, we're just broken people doing evil things. And we understand that. We understand that we're broken people. But you see, with the love of God and the blood of Jesus, you and I are washed clean. We are eternal. Eternal. We have eternal salvation with the King. Because of the blood of Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. Oh, our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to It says, what a friend we have in Jesus. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm retitling this. What a king we have in Jesus. Because our sins and our griefs, he took them on at the cross. Even though we feel them and we go through them, Jesus paid it all. It's paid in full. And you are God's merchandise. You are God's possession. And we forfeit our peace. And we go through needless pain. Because we try to carry that cross that Jesus already carried. We even try to hang on the cross in the place of God. But 2,000 years ago, the father looked down and he saw his only son hanging there, beaten. Persecuted. Nails driven through his hands and through his feet. A crown of thorns put on his head. More pain than any man could ever endure. And as the father looked down, he said, this is the lamb. This is the lamb. This is the price that's paid for you and I. 
so that we can have a king in Jesus so he can carry carry our problems so he can bear our burdens he can ease our soul and calm our mind no more anxiety no more fear we give it to you Lord we lay it at the altar at your feet and we thank you for being here this morning what a king we have in Jesus sing it with me sins and griefs to bear and what a privilege it is to carry what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer now I want you this morning just to put it at the altar fears, your anxieties. How about that broken relationship that you think will not heal? Lay it at the cross. Jesus paid it all. Your addiction. God, right now we lay our addiction, whether it's food, alcohol, drugs, sex. We lay it right before you, Lord. We ask right now that you take it. We lay the sickness that's in our body. We, we lay it at the cross. We're asking for a complete healing right now, Father. We're commanding that healing in Jesus' name. That spirit of loneliness, Father, I lay it down. That you will fill my heart and you will be the one. You will be the one that completes my life. And I will no longer feel lonely. And Father, I've got a broken family. I'm praying for restoration now, Father. I'm praying for a healing that my family will be restored. And Lord, I have a family that doesn't know you. I'm praying for their salvation. I'm asking for a miracle right now this morning, Lord, for the people that have families that, that don't know you. I'm asking, Father, that you will touch them. And if it's your will, that there will be another soul enter into heaven whose name is written in the book of life. And right now, this morning, Father, there's a lot of guilt. Would you take my guilt, Lord? And my shame, would you take it? I leave it at the cross, at the altar this morning. I don't want this guilt anymore, Lord. I don't want the shame. 
I thank you for taking it, Lord. I thank you for breaking this addiction. And Lord, I bring to you a spirit of unforgiveness that I've held for people. I bring that, I lay that before you, Father. And I'm asking you to break it. And Father, I'm bringing you a spirit of lying where I have embellished the truth either to be loved or accepted. I lay that at the cross. I lay that at your feet. I want it no more. And Father, there's a spirit, a Jezebel spirit, where I've talked about people and I've tried to separate people. I repent of that now, Lord. I lay that at your feet. And I thank you for taking it. I thank you for healing me. And Father, the sin of me taking your temple, my body, and putting things in it that should never go in it. I'm repenting of that now, Lord. I'm asking you, God, that you guide me and show me what I'm to do with my temple. This is a new day for me, Lord. I need instruction. From the food that I put in my stomach, to the medicine I take, to the vitamins, to the nutrients. Lord, I give you my body. It is not my own. It belongs to you. Cleanse me, O oh God. Praying for my children, Lord. They've strayed, but I'm believing that they're coming back. I believe right now, Father, that a miracle is happening. Thank you, Lord, for these miracles that's happening all across the world right now. As people are getting healed, they become disease-free. As people are getting delivered, as the demons are fleeing, as families are being restored. As people are getting saved, as people are coming back to you, Lord, that's backslidden, but they've returned as the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter. And we praise you as everyone sings. What a king we have in you. Oh, what a king we have in Jesus. Because all of our sins and all of our griefs He bears. And God, what a privilege it is to carry this to you, Lord, and lay it at your feet. Everything, everything we ask. tissue this morning.
you know, um, that's another thing too is uh, put on that list for preachers. Do you cry in the pulpit? You know? I don't know, Shanita. I, I question people that uh, preach sermons and they never cry, you know? I like a crying preacher. I'm not saying if you cry that you're telling the truth, but, but I like um, to see people open and see emotions and see people get real. Don't you want to see people get real? Don't you love it? Mm-hmm. Um, Shanita, what do we have this morning before we let everybody go? Do we have any more prayer requests? Um, Let's go ahead and take more prayer requests. I wanna take more prayer requests. It's important that we pray. Not for you, but pray with you. We're praying with you this morning. Um, Kelly's son's in the military. Okay, Kelly's son. Mm-hmm. Christina's son. Christina's son. For Josh. For Josh. And any others that I'm not seeing, just email those. Okay. And we'll it, cover them too. If Josh. you've got anybody else, uh, send it to David at davidheavener.tv. Uh, we're going to pray for you and with you, Okay. And also there's people out there that are afraid to ask for prayer. I understand that. There is no judgment. I'm not coming against you. I'm just saying that don't be afraid, but only understand that we love you. We want to pray with you. We, we want, we, we're sinners also. We're chipped, we're broken, but we're also forgiven. And we also repent. And we want to pray with you because we love you. And so don't be afraid. If you've got a prayer request, pray for Karen, I see that. Um, um, Shanita, are you seeing uh, some of these uh, in chat here? Uh, yes, uh, we do, we weep at Jesus' feet. That's what we do. And that's what we do every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Would you invite people next Sunday? Next Sunday, people across the world are gonna be celebrating a pagan holiday. It's called Easter. Folks, I get unsubscribed every year because I, I, I just have to say what I believe God is telling me to say. Easter Sunday is a pagan holiday. Um, you can't justify it by saying, well, I'm gonna go to church and maybe I can witness to people. No, don't do that. Do not support a pagan holiday. Next Sunday, be here with us. We're gonna pray against I'm gonna ask the apostate religion to be torn down and that Easter will be destroyed. That's what I'm gonna ask, the destruction of Easter. Now, if people wanna hide eggs and chase bunny rabbits, they can do that, but not, not under the name of God. Don't bring God into a church and don't make it part of religion. I don't care if you go out and you know, hide Easter eggs. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, Easter eggs, no. Go out and hide eggs, nothing wrong with that. Don't, not Easter eggs. <clears throat> but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about going to church and celebrating a pagan holiday, thinking that God is okay with that. Folks, I wish I could tell you he was, and he is, but he's not. God is a jealous God. God is a patient God, but I'm telling you right now, God is a God of judgment, and God is a God of his word, and one day, we don't know when that is, he's coming back. Will he find us in truth and in spirit, or will he find us in apostasy? Now, we're in this church here, 
but we have churches all around us and they all celebrate Easter. We will not celebrate Easter. We will not, okay? And I stand on that, uh, but we will celebrate God. So join us next uh, Sunday. Um, it's nothing special other than it's special that we're together and we worship God. When I say it's nothing special, it's nothing more special than any other Sunday, but it ever. So, all right, I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Um, all right, now listen, uh, if we have no more prayer requests, um, I'm gonna say a prayer for everybody. And um, I want you all to please think about supporting the ministry. If you would, um, just go to davidhavener.tv forward slash give, and you can consider becoming a monthly partner if you would. I know some of you are, but folks, to continue on, we're gonna have to have your prayers and we have to have your financial support. Uh, and I'd say this every week, uh, go to lastevangelist.com. Think about support in episode two. It's the only way it's gonna get made. We're almost finished making it, but we need more money to finish it out. This is the Last Evangelist uh, video. Uh, it's the DVD, uh, and it has um, uh, band videos on the back of it. I want you to go pick up a copy of this if you don't have it. And then also this End Times Investigation uh, DVD, eight hours of footage with uh, so many well-known, I consider Christian experts in their field of, uh, you know, the One World Government, Illuminati, uh, I mean, it just goes on and on, Astral Projection Program Multiples, uh, L.A. Marzulli, Russ Dizdar, uh, Lisa Haven, um, uh, Josh Peck, uh, Stephen Bancars. Go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can uh, call 844-806-0006 or text the word chosen to 91999. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. Shanita, anything else before we go? We love you so much. We really thank you for being here and for the testimonies yep. that you've shared and the prayer requests you've shared. Thanks for being real and vulnerable. Yeah, thanks for being real and vulnerable. And what do we take away with this, folks? We take away with, before we start coming against people, we must look at our own backyard. And also, um, we must look at the big picture. The big picture is, I call it trans-spiritualism. It's where uh, the church has transitioned from truth to apostasy, okay? And we have to first know what that is and come against that. You see, once that gets taken care of, I promise you, you're gonna see a lot, of, a lot of things change once God's people start having the guts to stand up against all of this apostasy, apostate preaching and so forth. All right, I love you guys. I appreciate you. I could be here all day, but I wanna respect your time and I could sit here and read these, this chat all day long. Thank you for joining us on uh, Facebook, on davidhevner.tv, on YouTube. Uh, subscribe and like if you would. Uh, also, please support us by going to davidhevner.tv and uh, uh, sign up, become a subscriber. You can go underground with us too on Monday, Shanita. If you are a member, you can go underground. Uh, it's exclusive to the David Hevner TV uh, uh, subscribers. And uh, don't forget our, our show tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're gonna have a guest on there. We're gonna be talking about uh, how she got possessed by a demon. Well, felt it enter her. A, and she didn't even a, know a, the Lord. She, a, a she demon felt it. A demon entered her. She felt it while she was doing yoga, all right? While she was practicing 
this, uh, uh, well, I'm going to call it uh, sorcery, basically. But we're going to get into it. So join me tomorrow night, 7 p.m., uh, and go to davidheavener.tv. I love you guys. I appreciate you all. God bless you.